Welcome to the MinMaxed Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. If you'd like to chat with us and other listeners of the show, come join our Discord, which, if you're old like us, is basically MSN Messenger for Gen Z. If you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, join our Patreon. We appreciate our patrons. You really do help keep this show going. And a shout out to all of our patrons at our big number and above level. Jason K. Emily S. Blodimus Slump. Rock Jedi. And the guy who is literally half of our Patreon, WolfXZ190. And now a recap of Session 40. We descend into the Moonstone Hall, and right off the bat we encounter some freaking basilisks. They die pretty quickly, but not before turning Peach Pie to stone. Luckily, the wizard knows how to fix it, and that is by covering the stone clown in basilisk blood, which Bernard does frantically. Peach Pie unstones. Next, we find an old temple to Aradin. Inside are a pair of Zolgaths who get wrecked. Immediately following this, however, a demon ambushes us. The bastard uses darkness and breaks Peach Pie's hammer, and it's all a clusterfuck. After a couple crits from Jeb, who can see in the darkness, Turtle bites it to death. We decide to take a couple hours to heal up and fix the hammer. Then we prepare to uncover the secrets of the Moonstone Hall. So, you've all taken your time sitting on this stone floor where the eye of Aroden is emblazoned. And during that time, you're able to take those two hours with no issue. However, off to the south, or to the right of the entrance, it's hard not to just catch the corner of your eye into this room to the right, what looks to be like a pool of some sort. It's this really odd color, like slimy purple and you can say that it's reliably slimy because occasionally a bubble rises and just kind of it is absolutely Ghostbusters 2 yeah yeah there you go like the Ghostbusters 2 slime absolutely 100% sorry a bathtub tried to eat my girlfriend I hated Ghostbusters too. It was so scary when I was little. <laughs> Is that the one with the picture? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fucking, I fucking hated that scene. Vigo! Vigo with the Carpathian. God damn it, I love those. Yep, movies. I hated it. It scared the shit out of me every time I watched it. As far as visibility in here, there are two sources of light on the pillars in this room, so it's not difficult to see into that room. Or off to the north or to the left of the entrance, you see what just looks like a hallway. There's also a door in that hallway, and that hallway curves off to the right. But there's also a door straight ahead of you. Yeah, I say we go poolside. Let's do it. Let's check out that pool. It's all part of the same room. Peach Pie meanders down to take a look. Moonlight follows slightly behind. Oh, God. It's oh. one of Aridin's eyes. Yeah, it's an inside eye. Inside a pool. Oh, my gosh. In this room, walls of smooth rose marble surround a pool filled with purplish sludge. A golden statue of a winged eye rises from the center of the pool, dripping dark tears from the corners into a noxious substance below. Faded mosaics on the walls surrounding the pool have been disfigured with ghastly illustrations painted with smeared blood. What do you put the odds of this, uh, there being an ooze in here? <laughs> Hi. Um, somebody cast a spell into it. I back up. 
Is Peach by is Peach by asking me to cast a spell into it? Why don't you throw a cantrip at it and see what happens? What's a cantrip? One of the ones that you can do forever. I like this, and I shoot an electric arc into it. <laughs> as soon as the uh, wizard casts electric arc, we go full Ghostbusters 2, and that bright blue arcs <laughs> go from the uh, the golden eye of Aridan there and kind of into the pool. And the places where the arcs touch the pool bubble up and... But it just sits there and keeps on sludging. Don't cross the streams. Peach Pie, you are an alchemist, correct? Yes. Perhaps you can tell what this substance is. Okay, I'll do that. I have to ask quick, has my slime picked up on any magic? Arcane. Good question. Arcane magic. No. I wish I had a 10-foot pole right now, and I don't. I go grab a weapon from one of the Zolgaths that we killed, just something that I don't care about. And uh, so I, I don't think I've explained this before, but when we hit level six, I got myself a walking cauldron that, uh, and, and I do not describe it enough because it's hilarious. There is a cauldron now that follows me around and uh, it's it, it allows me to do alchemy things without having to carry around an eight bulk alchemy lab. Yeah, just always imagine a little clink, 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 clinking uh, pot following me. And anyway, uh, I, I have my pot come up close, and I go up to the purple stuff, whoop, and I dip the sword in, and then I step back, and then I go to my pot, and I start doing some alchemy shit, and I will make an alchemy check on it, and it'll take me 10 minutes, so I get a 23. It's absolutely, without a doubt, magical in some way, but it certainly is corrupted, whatever it is. This pool was not always like this. All right. Well, I relay that information to my compatriots, and I have no idea what to do about it, and it doesn't seem to be attacking us, so... It would seem that whatever this corruption is would very likely be able to be lifted somehow, but you can't see of any way alchemically to do that. Does Jeff have religion at all? Don't fuck with that shit. I do have religion. It's not good, but I've got it. Want a religion check? Go ahead. 19. You could determine that, yeah, the, the, whatever corruption or taint is here could very likely taint. be removed. Perhaps. Did you just roll feline lore on me? Yeah, 27. So, <laughs> so what's up? Cats wouldn't go near this shit. Dude, it's going to work one of these times. <laughs> Why the fuck else would they give me feline lord? <laughs> Peach by you'd think that maybe if this room in this pool was religious in some way and this corruption occurred, you know, obviously outside of the intended purpose of this pool, maybe the pool's original intentions would be depicted on the mosaics on the walls. I look at the mosaics on the walls. They're covered in blood. Press the digitation time. I ain't got that. Neither do I. Oh, did, did somebody say press the digitation? Is that, is that that's a cleaning spell, right? And lots of it. <laughs> I'll start casting press the digitation all over it. The wizard begins to cast press the digitation on it. Wizard, you realize that this mosaic wall is so soiled, it would take you hours. 
We'll come back to it with a cleaning crew. I mean, does it look like it has to be magically cleaned or, you know, just some water and, you know, elbow grease could do it? Because I have a weird idea. Well, how would you test that? (laughs) Take sea surge and just slam water into it? (laughs) (laughs) Would that actually do anything? (laughs) The blood can be removed with an hour's worth of work scrubbing the walls down. But wait, doesn't sea surge require an existing body of water? It doesn't really say... No, yeah, I do. Because it says you slap or stomp on a nearby solid or liquid surface. So all you could do is create more mess by doing that to the puddle. (laughs) (laughs) The pool of ooziness. So then, no, that wouldn't work. Man, sea surge sucks. You have to be, like, near or in water for it to be useful at all. Okay, you guys spend an hour cleaning it. <laughs> the wizard gets high. I was gonna say the wizard just gonna sit by and smoke. Wizard's already high. He doesn't press the digitation. Hey, if that's what we're doing, that's fine. I'll clean the wall. I say we clean the wall. Okay, I will create some kind of hilarious montage. I guess. Gonna have a montage, uh, a wall cleaning montage. Uh, uh, montage. Off the blood smears. Uh, uh. So after an hour's worth of work, what you all discover is underneath all of the copious amounts of blood that have been just smeared all over the walls here, the mosaics depict each wall in here. There's basically three full-sized walls in this room. One of the walls depicts a carpenter building a chair. The other wall depicts a musician playing the lute. And the third wall depicts a scholar copying text. Kill him, he's got loot. <laughs> An artist, a musician, and a scholar. Correct. Can I get a religion check? 23. Not good. Is it uh, Shellen related? That sounds Pe- Shellenish. Peach Pie? I don't know how exactly you would come to this conclusion, but Peach Pie is the one that realizes that this pool could probably be cleansed somehow, but our, chem- our uh, alchemical means will not cleanse it. You get the idea that perhaps these would be the tasks that you might have to make in front of the pool in order to cleanse it. Now that you're thinking about it, oh, these are three of the major like tenets of the religion of Aridin. You may, you may have read in ancient tasks that, or ancient texts. In, in the texts, he states that you can gain higher being by creating, studying history, and performing. I have never had a time to shine quite like this. Peach Pie sings The Ballad of Peach Pie. Just to have some fun, he married. 
stopped at the club To find oneself on stranger's shore What is this life that life has spun? A chance, a stage, a moment more To be the truth in heart begun Who be the crown at setting sun? end of Peach Pie's riveting performance, the pool begins to bubble violently, and the eye kind of has this momentary gleam of brightness that comes from it. Somebody read a book. Study something. Throw a book at it. Moonlight <laughs> opens up a book, the book of uh, Abadar, and starts to look through it. Uh, go ahead and give me just a recall knowledge check of religion. Ten. <laughs> you get assistance from the book, considering that you have one of the sacred texts of Abadar. I'm laughing at Spencer rolling feline lord again. <laughs> and rolling well on it again. Don't <laughs> <laughs> roll bad on feline lord. Moonlight, Moonlight's reading abilities aren't... I am a sorcerer. I don't need to read. It just comes to me naturally. Thank mm. you very much. <laughs> As that's occurring, Jebediah 
realizes that well, we're just trying to like exp- like expound knowledge here, and Jebediah just starts like rattling off random random bits about feline lore. <laughs> like, did you know that turtles urine tastes like buttered popcorn? <laughs> smells. Smells, thank you. Sorry, smells. Tastes gross. Why did I do that? Uh, <laughs> smells like buttered popcorn. And just starts rattling off random cat facts. And as Jebediah is talking, the pool begins to roil even more and the eye shines just a little bit brighter. And at that moment the pool begins to like have these three bulges that lift out and those bulges turned into like these pseudopod arms and Here they comes the ooze. they touch <laughs> they each touch a point on the floor and they take form i want everybody to place themselves on the maps where they would have been during this conversation and roll initiative well let's clean it up he says and I'm going to go ahead and share a picture of what just came out of the pool. A purplish sludge that suddenly eyes begin to open up all over this pile of and sludge that's, that's forming in front of you. And each one of them suddenly starts, they open mouths and teeth begin gnashing. Long, slithering tongues. Oh, well, that's horrible. That's but fucking disgusting. It, oh my god. It's a gibbering mouther, I think. Man, I just ate. Oh, saints. Uh, yeah. It is terrible. First you think it's tentacles, but it's like, no, those are tongues. It's like somebody took people who were entirely face, like all they are is like eyes and mouths and skin, and then just melted them all together into this big pile of melted eyes and mouths and skin and flesh. And removed all the lips. Yeah, no lips. So you can see all the gross, rotted teeth. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about it enough. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) And at the top of round one, this first just disgusting amalgamation of eyes. Seriously, I got a fucking natural 20 and I don't go first. (laughs) Fuck that. The uh, aberration at the southwestern side of the pool slorps forward with a step action up to Peach Pie and makes a jaw attack. Does a 22 hit? It does not. Then with its third action, it will bite you with one of its other mouths for a 17 to hit. No. And that will take us to Moonlight. It's your turn. I think I can only hit two of them with this. I will attempt a sound burst. All right. One of them gets a 32, and the other one gets an 18. So one critically succeeds, and the other one fails. So they will take 3d10 damage. So one takes 18, and the other one takes zero because it critically saved. I back the fuck up. The uh, creatures and all of the mouths that it has all begin just and everybody would you you say they're gibbering yes yes they're absolutely gibbering no I thought so everybody needs to give me a will save nah my sound burst makes it too loud I can't you can't hear it over him 18 33 at one well luckily there's no critical failure on this however moonlight and peach pie are both confused for one round. 
Uh, wait, hold on. What level are you guys? Six. Six. This does have the incapacitation trait. Bug off, then. Depends on what level they are. They're level five creatures. Oh, so we get one degree better, which Success. I still critically failed. So, so you I still. still <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Moonlight is confused. That means that it's the aberration to the northern side of the pool will step up to Jebediah with an action. With its second and third action, it uses engulf. You need to give me a reflex save. 27. Success. I'm not getting Kill. stuck in more things, all right? <laughs> Can you imagine being stuck in this thing compared to the gelatinous cube? Ugh. It moves forward into your square, and in order to reflexively get out of the way, you have to move to another square. So go ahead and pick a square to move into. I'll move up. Then after that, let's just be honest, gibbering mouther goes, it's the wizard's turn. I back the fuck out of the room because they're gross, and I shoot a fireball in the corner to hit the three of them. Hell yeah. Gibbering mouther number one, gets a critical success. Gibbering Mouther number three gets a success, and Gibbering Mouther number two gets a success. That equals out to one of one of the Gibbering Mouthers takes no damage because they critically succeeded. And they, both the other ones take half, which is 14. After the fireball burns the corner of the room and getting the Mouthers, the one that hasn't acted yet schlorps forward makes a jaw attack on Jebediah. A 32 hit. Yeah. It's a crit. It's not. Jebediah will take 15 points of piercing damage, and this thing just rips a chunk of your skin off, and you begin to bleed persistently. You have 1d4 persistent bleed. With its third action, it grabs you. Jebediah, it's your turn. All right. Well, I'll just make some swings at the one that's not grabbing me. The one that tried to engulf me. And we get no negatives from grab, right? Not at all. And you can swing with a two-handed weapon. No, I can't. Well, then you have to hit it. Hurrah. 19 fails. 21. That hits. 10 damage. 10 points of slashing damage. Jebediah is used cut into this thing that space where you cut into turns into another mouth and it uses its reaction to <laughs> snap out and bite you oh god <laughs> it's kind of gross this thing's just it only gets a 17 to bite you though it misses um I'll just swing at it again yeah I can bring kitty in I feel like Turtle only gets involved if it starts getting dangerous. That's all she does, yeah. She just hangs out. She's our mascot. Protect Turtle. Until Turtle needs she to She does come her. in when Jeb's about to die. It's <laughs> usually my role for her. That's true. You have been consistent in that. <laughs> Jebediah rolls a 7 to overcome the persistent damage, which fails, and bleeds for 3 points of damage. <clears throat> then, after Jebediah, Peach Pie. It's your turn. Action one, rage. Action two, attack the one that Jeb attacked. 30 to hit. That hits. 29 damage. Ooh. 
when Peach Pie hits this thing with his big top stake driver, it splats in the most sickening ways. And it does take extra damage from that bludgeoning attack. Excellent. Well, let's see if we can do it again. Hmm, not with a 15. Nope. That will be the end of my turn. All right. Then after Peach Pie, we're going to go back up to the top of the order. Back to the first Gibbering Mouther. This one, right next to Peach Pie, is going to use its first action. And one of its mouths kind of <laughs> spits spittle right at Peach Pie. Is that a ranged attack it just made at me? It is. Attack of opportunity. You get it. I get a 23 to hit it. That hits. I deal it. 20 damage. 25 points of damage. Fantastic. I would imagine Peach Pie just like reflexively just like ninja dodges out of the way because it was about to hit you right in the face and then just smacks it. For its second action, it realizes that that I don't was a bad see Peach idea. Pie ninja dodging anything. I don't think ninja dodging <laughs> anything. Well, I mean, it hits my chest plate and drips down, sadly. Oh. And then I smash it. Because it did miss. I don't think we clarified. It missed. It did miss with a 17. But it's acid. It's going to burn your breastplate. My breastplate is better made than its acid spit. Fine. <laughs> Bogged down in semantics here, David, in your fucking attack descriptions. It's going to bite you like I want to bite you. 22 ah, to hit. On the nose. All right. Which, just to, to clarify for anybody, that is only because, like, it got a 22 to hit me earlier and missed. This time it got a 22 to hit me and hit because I am raging, and that gives me a negative one AC. Specifically, yep. you take 10 points of piercing damage. It sinks its teeth in, and with its third action, grabs you. You also have that persistent bleed on there as well. All right. Then that takes us over to Moonlight. You're confused. How does that work here in Tui? I don't remember. Uh, we haven't really done it. So the first thing, confused, you are flat-footed. You also cannot delay, you cannot ready, and you cannot use reactions. You use all of your actions to strike or cast offensive cantrips. Your targets are determined randomly by the GM. Let's get How some How is that rolling. random if it's by the GM? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys know me. I'll end up putting numbers on a dice and I'll roll it. Six enemies. On a D6, a one will attack the first Gibbering Mouther, two will attack Gibbering Mouther, two, three will attack three. A four will attack Peach Pie, five will attack Jebediah, and a six will attack the wizard. Moonlight, why don't you go ahead and roll this d6? Oh, you're going to put it on me. I'm not culpable. Jebediah. That means that you are going to attack with a cantrip, teleconnect projectile on Jebediah. Obviously. It is the obvious option. Nah, dude, hit me with... Oh, oh Just fuck. getting hit by a book. Is that a critical hit? No. No. Oh, good. 19 on the die. Yeah. Book damage. Luckily, fairly bad rolls. 11 damage. You have a book comes flying out from behind you and smacks you the back of the head. Ow! I mean, I did have the book out already, so... The fuck? <laughs> now, at the end of the round, you are no longer confused. Then, after Moonlight, it's Gibbering Mouther number three's turn. This one got sliced at by Jebediah. And he's going to continue his attack on Jeb. 
for 21 to hit. Miss. Then a second jaw attack for 19 to hit, which will miss. The third jaw attack, 17, that's going to miss too. All right, Wizard, it's your turn. What is your AC, Spencer? 24. Nice. Good solid. That's really nice. I got 21. <laughs> Caster AC. The wizard will use his bonded item to recall fireball and cast another fireball in there. Seriously kill it with fire. Save against the fireball. Number one gets a 22. Number two gets a 31. And number three gets a 17. Saves a 22, so one got it right on the dot. And one was just shy of critical success. Nice. This one's going to go much better than the other one. Oh, that's a good roll. Fuck yeah. 27 on 66. That's solid. It's all fours and fives. Big, colorful fireball goes off. I have a moment that I have to kind of, in my head, when these things are hit by the fireball, I can just imagine all that purplish, fleshy ooze just sizzling and popping and all of the mouths screaming all at the same time. It's gross. like brownies. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need to go into what this sounds like or smells like or... <laughs> oh, it smells fucking gross. They're getting... They're burning, getting burning flesh and mouth, like, they're ten mouths on each of man. these things. They're just screeching, probably. <laughs> oh, God, that has to be just the worst fucking thing. Anyways, that's going to take us over to Gibbering Mother number two is going to attempt to engulf Jebediah. Give me a reflex save. 27. Nice. You make it. Moving back behind Peach Pie. These things are starting to enclose on Peach Pie and Jebediah. Then with its third action, it's going to bite at you and get a 29 to hit. Get hit. We'll deal you 11 points of piercing damage. And since it did not spend an action to continue grabbing you, you are no longer grappled. Jeb, it's your turn. Well, I will try to finish off the one that we've been attacking with the 31. 31? That's a critical hit. Can these be crit? 30 damage. They can be crit. Wow. It's not actually an ooze, I don't think. Uh, not <laughs> actually an ooze. It's a flesh mound. It definitely is. And when Jibdiah cuts deep into this one, another mouth forms from that slice that he makes in it and attacks him with a jaw. How can I do it when it's dead? Dying breath. Is it dead? <laughs> yeah, oh, it is dead. He's dead oh. at fucking 30 damage, man. <laughs> All right, fine. He's dead now. Sorry, I was so excited to use that reaction. I just love that reaction so much. All of its mouths simultaneously scream and then are silenced. And it just... A thousand voices screech out <laughs> and then are silenced. <laughs> and then it just kind of like on the floor. There's just a pile of dead flesh, mouths, and eyes. God, well, these things are so gross. I'm going to move into flanking with this one. So you're going to run around the backside of the one that's south of Peach Pie? Yeah. And I'm going to attack it. Not very well. Miss. And I'll be done. Miss. With a 10 after Jebediah is going to make his persistent bleed roll here. Get a 19 to save. You'll still take the three persistent bleed damage, but you no longer have the persistent bleed uh, effect. Nice. Beach pie. It's your turn. Oh. 
since uh, my buddy Jeb was so kind as to get him flanking, I'll attack that one that we're flanking. 26 to hit. 26 hits. 19 damage. You deal it 24 damage, Curse Splat. I attack again. 25 to hit. That hits. 28 damage. 33. Another big Curse Splat. And I attack for a third time. <laughs> oh! That's a nat 20. Quish it. 48 Quish it. damage. Real good. Jesus. Holy shit. That's static plus 20, buddy. Holy hell. Yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, that is a whack, whack, whack dead. Peach Pie Peach. does not like these models. <laughs> no. Peach Pie smashes this one so violently into the stone floor that bits of teeth and flesh globs just hit Jebediah and the walls and are all over. It's just like globules of this purplish flesh all over the place as it spatters underneath the big top stake driver. As Peach Pie is raging and splattering his friend with all of this horribleness. Sorry, Jeb. <laughs> that was my best attempt to do sad angry. <laughs> all right. Well, Peach Pie still has that persistent bleed damage, although you're no longer grabbed by the thing that you just pounded into the dirt. I roll a 15 and succeed at my check. Perfect. You'll take three bleed damage before that goes off, but you are no longer bleeding. I ain't got time to bleed. Moonlight, it's your turn. Top around three. So Moonlight sees the book laying like next to Gibbering Mother 2 and is like, oh, I must have hit it last time, and th- goes to hit it again. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little blank spot there. The best part is, is that the place that you threw the book at is exactly, exactly where, Jeb where Jeb was. Exactly where Jeb was. Exactly. I get a 28 to hit. 28 hits. Uh, I deal a 10 damage. Since you're hitting it with the book and it's bludgeoning, that's 15 damage. That's good because my 3d6 rule sucked. All right. Moonlight, what do you do with your third action? Uh, I back the hell up just to make sure it goes after Peach Pie instead of me. <laughs> Then that's going to take us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Uh, The wizard will electric arc the last one. It gets a 30 to save, which is a regular success. Uh, 12. So it'll take six electric damage. And then I back away too, even further back than Moonlight, just in case it comes after us, it goes after Moonlight. All right. Then the final gibbering mouther uses its first two actions to attempt to engulf Peach Pie. Give me a reflex save. 22. A 22 is exactly what you need. I was going to say, it's got to be close. All right, it's going to move into your square. You go ahead and pick where you want to move to. Then with its third action, it's going to bite you. You got a 23 to hit. It will hit. Peach Pie will take 16 points of piercing damage and will also take that persistent bleed. Jebediah, it's your turn. All right, I will just step up here and begin to kill this thing. 17. 17 misses. 18. Also misses. I will not help in killing this thing. Done. (laughs) That's unfortunate. Those are some pretty piss poor rolls. It's Peach Pie's turn. All right, flat footed again. So, here we go. Well, that's not correct. Fucking A, dude. Holy hell! 
Oh my god. That'll be 57 damage. Wow. 11, 7, 8, 6, plus 20 is 52, plus it's weak to bludgeoning. 57 damage. Please Did keep. I see? Please keep giving us things that have bludgeoning weakness, please. Seriously. Like, also, uh, holy shit, this has got a lot of hit points. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's still alive after that hit. Attack number two. Not for long. 27 to hit. That's a big hit, buddy. 29 damage. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We got another splatter fest here. Teeth, tongues, eyeballs, all over the walls and floor. And Jeb, you're just covered in this gooby purple shit. As it dies, I come out of my rage. Sorry again, Jeb. <laughs> Jeb just wretches. <laughs> we just cleaned these walls. <laughs> Very good. Congratulations. Uh, Peach Pie, after your turn, you're going to bleed again. Take one point of bleed damage. What you get for your persistent recovery? Four. So that means you're going to continue to bleed unless somebody does something about it. Moonlight can't do anything for Peach Pie, so they are going to go check out this what this pool now that we killed those things. Has it is it like empty or is it still or is it like cleansed itself now? It's not empty. It's still that purple color, but it's no longer like roiling. We'll come back to more to you in a second. Wizard, do you do anything on your turn in the encounter order here? Good job, clown. Those things are really gross. Jebediah. I'll uh, walk closer and that's it. Try my best to clean myself up. Wait, no. I would have seen how dirty Jeb was. I would have gotten clean, cleaned him up. Press the digitation on Jeb. Start cleaning Jeb up. Nice. Yeah, like he's gross. Like I'm, I'm spotless. <laughs> if I hang out with him, I might get dirty. Uh, Jeb, do you clean yourself? I suppose it's hard to tell that Peach Pie is bleeding profusely when he's covered in all of this shit. He'll figure it out. Alright, then Peach Pie. I'm really gross and he did this to me. It's true. <laughs> uh, then, uh, yeah, I take that that action medicine check. Alright, go ahead and make the medicine check. I get a 21. Rules check time. Yeah, That's the first time, first time we've ever done administer first aid to stop bleeding. Attempt a medicine check on a creature that is taking persistent bleed damage, giving them a chance to make another flat check to remove the persistent damage. The DC is usually the DC of the effect that caused the bleed. It was just an attack that caused the bleed. Maybe 15 then? So I would, I mean, I'm going to say a standard levels five DC for on DCs by level because I got that right here. Level five is 20. Then you succeed. Go ahead and make another check to attempt to stop the persistent. Well, I roll a natural one. All right. Then after your turn, you're going to take another one point of bleed. But I roll a 15, so that's it. You're no longer bleeding. All right. Now we're out of initiative order. Yeah. Right. I think we're going to need to take some time to heal up again. It's also really like gross in here again. Yeah, I, I leave that room. I start prestidigitationing everything. And Moonlight gets a twenty-four to like search it, look at the, look at the eye specifically, see if the eye is doing anything or looks different, or if like the stuff coming out of like, if it's now crying like clear water instead of the like, corrupted, the, the corrupted purpley stuff that it was before. It's no longer crying at all. Oh no, I'm crying at all. 
but it does seem to hum. It's sort of like... Whatever you were doing was doing something. It's definitely not as corrupted. It does seem like it's getting clearer as time goes on. Correct. Then I wait till it's clear. There is one more portion of the ritual that you have yet to complete. First picture was like a... Is it somebody sitting on a chair or making a chair? Artist is an artist, and it was a musician, and it was a... uh, I'm going to come back. An artisan. An artisan. That was crafting. Uh, Somebody crafts something then. I make a potion. How long does it take you to do that? Four days. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have quick alchemy or anything like that? (laughs) No, I don't. I whittle something. All right, with what? I hand him a twig off of me. <laughs> I make a craft check. I've got a dagger to try and whittle a little animal. All right, perfect. Let's see it. <laughs> I get a 17 craft check. Well, I mean, we're not exactly going for a piece of masterwork art here. What kind of animal are you crafting from the uh, the twig that Moonlight offered you? Probably something that's long and thin, an alligator. All right. Uh, It kind of looks like a snake. Yeah, probably. I get too close on the legs and break them all off. The big stubby fingers that you got. (laughs) As uh, Peach Pie holds up the completed whittled twig of moonlight into the the alligator snake thing. The snake-a-dial. The the (laughs) snake-a-dial. The golden altar that's here hums louder and suddenly clear water begins pouring from the corners of the Eye of Aridin here as that, that clear water is splashing into this pool just that seems like a cloud of that purple corruption just dissipates and is gone. I feel as though we've done something important. I'm definitely writing this down in my journal. As David starts writing it down in his notes. Is David just Bernard, or is Bernard just David? After you clear the corruption from this pool, it's it's almost like this feeling of relief washes over each of the four of you. Five of you. Six of you. Sorry. Gotta remember companions and familiars. (laughs) And uh, seven. Seven. What did I? Oh, the ooh is. Damn it. There's seven of you? Fuck. Well, after all that, we just. Feel a little tingly inside. That's it. (laughs) I think we definitely need to take some time to heal. Yeah, definitely. Anybody want to get Jeb if I get myself? I can do me. I suppose you can. Jeb is very self-sufficient. He can take care of himself. Jeb is the healer. Jesus Christ. I use my fucking action point. (laughs) One fucking short. God. Peach Fire is terrible at healing. I always fucking miss those. Nat. And I healed exactly as much as I needed. So I'd say let's do the first 10 minutes and I easily heal myself and you heal 11. I don't want to spend an hour here. I'll just use a heal. A fucking max heal. <laughs> nice. For exactly, exactly as much as you need. <laughs> 32 hit points. That is perfect. Wow. You both perfectly healed yeah. yourself. I still have one healing. Do we want to continue on or do we need to rest? Oh, we need to keep going. We're not resting. Door, door, or hallway. 
Did you say this thing was like shining now or just that the water, clear water was coming out of its sides? It, it shined initially when you finished the ritual. Now just clear water is running out of the eye. Being a little metagamey just because it seems like there's always things at the bottom of these pools. Is there anything at the bottom of the pool after it clears up? <laughs> Give me a perception check. 28. No. Dang. You bastard, Tyler. Normally you have the worst, the worst poker face. But that time you did it. Like, ooh, give me a perception check. It's like, oh, there is something there. Is the water clear enough to drink? I mean, it has been over time. Yes. I drank some. It tastes nice and clean, like a fresh mountain spring. Guys, this this tastes like a freshwater spring. It it doesn't make sense. Is something wrong with this pool? Do you guys spend some more time looking at this uh, pool here? I don't know. You want a religion check on it? No, I don't. I mean, while they were healing, I'd probably take a look at it. All right. Go ahead and give me a religion check then. 28. Without a doubt, this pool does something. You feel this divine radiance that emanates from the pool, but it also feels like it's missing something almost like there's another maybe something you can add to it or another piece of something that would allow you to look into the pool and it it has this faint glimmer of divination but as far as what exactly it's missing really hard to say like when i get this feeling is it like that we need to do something else or that physically needs something else or like maybe like a spell that needs to be cast on it or something maybe I got a 28 religion give me something yeah yeah um you imagine if it were going to be anything it would be some item of some kind there's some key some magical key that you need to turn this pool on if you will huh anybody have any definitive ideas uh, these double doors are ominous I say we take the hallway we go to the hallway this spacious hall has several heavy, crude packs piled against the north wall. But it's otherwise unremarkable and empty. Crude what against crude the wall? Crude what? Yeah, crude what? Crude packs. Like backpacks? Yeah, sure. Okay. Backpacks. All right, I walked down the Let's hallway. search the backpacks, see if there's anything in them. I got a 27 perception. In the packs, you find rations of some kind, some dried meat. You don't recognize it at all. I toss it. I don't need that. As you're rifling through here, you find a small shrunken head. Why? I put it with my holy symbols that I've been collecting. (laughs) (laughs) Might be useful later. And you also find a small pouch. I look in the pouch. It has 19 cracked rubies in it. Do I think cracked rubies are worth anything? Well, since there's not an appraised check anymore, I'll just let you know the cracked rubies are worth five gold each. Oh, that's not bad. And there's 19 of them. You will find them in you your just party. Put, you just put the crack at the bottom of the, of the ring. The bottom of the setting. <laughs> yeah, right. That's <laughs> exactly how that works. Okay, I take the cracked rubies... Is the shrunken head like actually in there? No, no, there's no, there's no item entry on Fantasy Grounds. Oh Board. man! You can go ahead and create. Just create my own. So macabre. 
You want to give me a society check since you're so curious about the head? Sure. I don't. I'm minus one society, so I get a seven. Yeah, you have no idea what kind of head this is. It's shrunken. That's what kind of head it is. There you Didn't go. You, can't you figure that out? <laughs> right. It says it right there in the name. Wizard kind of comes up behind you, and with the wizard, you recognize that as a Darrow. Fucking Darrow? It's the gnome equivalent of a drow or a duragar for, for dwarves. And... A shrunken Darrow head. Just unusual enough to hang on to. Um, What do we know about where Zolgas normally come from? You a had, lot. At, I know at one point you had said that they're not from this island. We were told that they were from the Darklands, either by the Wiz or somebody else. So I guess that would make sense if one of them had a Darrow head, they killed a Darrow and shrunk his head down. All right. Sure. Fair enough. Does how, many Zolgas, how many Zolgas know how to shrink a head? Are we going to the Darklands in this campaign? I peek my head around the corner. Is the Darklands there? <laughs> We're still in the upper area of this place. You never know. You we never need to know. get down to the bottom level for that. <laughs> You see that the hallway curves off again to the right, turns to the right. There's a door on the eastern side here. There's a door on the western side that's very close around the corner that you just peeked your head around. What do we want to do? Go down the hallway. Down the hallway. Finally come to the end of the hallway, and at the end of that hallway, as it curves around back to the west one final time, a door. Alright, we're going to start opening these little doors up. Yeah, we're going to have to start opening these doors. Which door do you open? You're standing by that one. Open that one. Alright, I open the one that's at the very end of the hallway. Peach Pie opens the door into a large... I need to call this like a cathedral almost. A sanctuary? Yeah, a sanctuary where there's rows of splintered wooden pews... That's all you see in the main section of the sanctuary here. There's more abracadabras. There's certainly more around the corner here, but uh, when you open the door, you hear some chanting. Anybody want to try and sneak in? Do I understand that language? You can't hear it. Oh. I. I take a step back and I tell my compatriots what I hear. There's somebody chanting in there. Sounds like a Zolgath again. I go listen. As the wizard kind of comes up to the I door. I stealthily go listen. Sorry. Stealthily goes up to the door to listen. 22 on stealth. You hear uh, that uh, scratchy Zolgath. And it's hard to pick words out just because a lot of it isn't doesn't actually sound like it's of any language that you know. But you do pick out a couple of words. One of the ones that seems to be kind of repeated is Zevgazivzeb. I'm gonna type it in. I'm gonna type it in. And I want you guys to help me with this fucking word. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and write it down. <laughs> Zevgavizeb. Zevgavizeb. Oh, Zevgavizeb. Zevgavizeb. Isn't that like a demon lord or something like that? Well, don't go fucking looking it up. Give me a religion check. No, I'm just telling you, I think it's a demon lord. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about that name? Go ahead a and... A religion check. A religion check, yeah. Oh, 32. Fuck. You know everything about Zevgavizeb. 
Zevgathzeb is a bestial demon lord that is worshipped by the Zolgaths of Galarian. In the uh, primordial days of the great beyond, the Klippith lord Zevgavizeb ruled over a dark corner of the abyss. When the demons displaced the Klippith from the upper layers of the abyss, a group of Proteans known as the Worms of Paradox transformed a few Klippith, including Zevgavizeb, into demons to weaken the abyss. Uh, distracting both races from the maelstrom and allowing reality to spring from it. Well, okay. Zevgathazeb was originally a Klippeth lord. The wizard goes on a long tirade that doesn't make half yeah, sense. I feel like it's exactly all. what Tyler just said, and all of us are kind of like, uh, okay. The important bits to take from that is that Zevgathazeb is primarily worshipped by Zolgaths. He Fair is the, He is the glutton in the dark, the beast of glutton dark, the sun devourer, lord we of have, We have heard this name because it's like the forceps. And I remember you telling us that the that's the symbol for this guy. Yes. His unholy symbol is a set of twisted tentacles that end in vicious talons. And I have mentioned it to you before because it has been brought up before we saw this in the tower, right? That's I'm taking lore I'm taking lore extinction curse next time. That's bullshit. You can't so, do that. So I can remember the things that have already happened. <laughs> um yeah, so we're going to go interrupt this prayer session, right? I believe either they're praying or perhaps Seven, trying to summon something. We should probably get in there. I bust up at the door. Be gone, thoughts. <laughs> Is that uh, that horror over there? That horror over where? That's what thought stands for, bitch. (laughs) That hoe over there. But this is that horror over there. Wait, is that what thought actually stands for? (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea. (laughs) Don't worry, I had to Google it too. Everybody did. (laughs) Everybody did. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) It really doesn't. All right. As you bust into the door, you notice that there are wide marble steps that lead up to a dais and there's a polished mahogany pulpit that stands at its center behind the dais is a glorious fresco on the curved wall behind and it depicts Aerodin engaging in several tasks battling an imperious necromancer raising a pair of islands from the sea and standing atop a mountain with his hands outstretched wreathed in blue flames However, there are hideous images scrawled in tar and old blood painted over the fresco, and they tell a vastly different story. But you don't have time to really look at that story, because as you jump and get into here, there are three Zolgaths that are lined along along that back wall real nearby the fresco. And they're big Zolgaths. They are way bigger than the Zolgaths that you've encountered. Like, abnormally bigger? Or are they just more mature? Or, like, they're just... Oh, no, they're large in size. There's one normal size Zolgath that is there as well. That Zolgath looks much different. Like, tattered red robes with, like, demonic runes etched into it with, like, black tar. Which is in stark contrast to the massive... 
fucking Zolgas next to him. Oh yeah, that's Zolgas. Like he's so sneaky. <laughs> like, <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like, <laughs> his little punching dagger. Yeah. Hey, he's got like a. I, I can't. It's remember a good drawing. It's, exactly it's just ridiculous. Called. Is there a photo of the big boys? Yeah, they're very muscular, very naked. That is very naked. That yeah, is a and, very bloody hammer. That is a very bloody hammer. I'm trying to tell if that's like blood dripping off of it or like entrails or something that makes it so that it's that thick. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in viscera. Their faces are, are I'm trying to think of how to describe it, right? Yeah, you got a Tyrannosaurus Rex mixed with a bulldog. That's perfect. That's perfect. The Tyrannosaurus It looks like bulldog. something I'd find in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely Rocksteady. <laughs> or Bebop, whichever. It's Bebop. As you uh, enter the room and kind of turn the corner to look back into the alcove here, you see that slight small next to these hulking Zolgaths performing some sort of ritual uh, with what looks to be like scraps of a fungus of some kind and and uh, like a vial of some gross-looking purplish liquid that you're vaguely familiar with. And has a surgical knife dagger almost like jabbed into the large Zolgath next to them and is like pouring this liquid into this open wound and dabbing it with this fungal moss that it's carrying. And as soon as you burst into the room, it, it drops all of the things that it's carrying, then says, Intruders! Of course, only the wizard understands what's being said. And at the top of round one, the one that was corrupted sludge and the fungus being put on it goes first. And for its first action, strides around the dais. It is taking pains to avoid that raised stone dais. For the second action, it comes up to Peach Pie. And its third action, claws. For 21 to hit. Miss. Uh, as it gets closer to everybody, it smells. I didn't fail. Peach Pie does fail with a 16. The wizard fails with a 17. But Moonlight and Jebediah save. So, Peach Pie, wizard, you're second. That's going to take us over to the, the smaller Zolgath, the slight one that was performing the ritual. She steps back further away from the door that you entered from, also avoiding the dais very specifically, and casts a spell at Peach Pie. And only the wizard understands this, but before casting the spell, says, I know of you. Peach Pie. Wait, you hear me from the hallway? Who am I? (laughs) not even looking at you. didn't even know you're there. She casts Dispel Magic on Peach Pie's big top steak driver. David, how does that work? <laughs> What's her um, spell attack? Well, just just roll a d20 with her spell attack. So it's first the spell attack roll. And oh, she's got to beat a 19. Gets a 32. She succeeds. And critical doesn't make a difference? Critical only makes a difference depending on like how many levels higher the uh, item is than the spell and... This spell's a second level item, or excuse me, a second level spell, and critical success means you can do things that are up to three levels higher. So I guess it does make a difference because uh, my weapon's a fourth level item. 
so she did have to get a critical, a critical success to succeed. So in order to successfully dispel that, she actually needed a critical success. Yes, if she's um, casting, casting it, it as a second level, level spell. Glad we went through all of the trouble to find that out earlier today. Just so you could fuck me with it. <laughs> yes, that's her turn. It is now the wizard's turn. Uh, the wiz will walk out of the hallway to see what the fuck's going on and who's talking. Move right there. Does that provoke? It does not. Okay. And then I cast a heightened sudden bolt. Uh, heightened up to level three. <laughs> on right. uh, the skinny one that's talking. Uh, then she gets a 15 to save. That will fail. Uh, 26 damage. Shit rolls on 5d12. It zaps her. Zaps her but good. After the wizard, Jebediah, it's your turn. Can I cast a spell and then move up, or is that a 1e thing? That's a 1e thing. You can cast a spell and move up, no problem. As long as it fits within your actions. Well, and then, like, can I... Oh, like a touch like, spell and release it? Yeah, well... Oh! No, for a touch spell, you have to be up right up It's not to touch, it. but... All right, um... Well, I'm going to move up here and cast Lightning Bolt on all three of the big boys. Ooh, nice. Oh, shit, does that line line up? It does. Three, three, three. <laughs> wow, yeah, that, that lines up and gets all three of them. So then we need three reflex saves, yeah? Yeah. First reflex save is a natural one on the die. Critical <laughs> failure. Oops, duh. The second one gets a two Ooh. on the die. <laughs> Is that a critical failure too? <laughs> Another critical failure. Um, and the no, third the DC's one. No, DC is 22. That that's, is a critical, that's a critical failure. failure. Oh, okay. And then the third one gets a four on the die <laughs> for fuck's sake. Wow. But I had you roll those. Uh, that was a one, a two, and a four. So two crit fails and one regular fail. Go ahead and roll the damage, damage once. So 44 and 22. Wow. Oh. Wait, that's lightning nice. bolt is now a 4d12? Holy shit. Those aren't even good rolls. When the critical fail, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then seriously. I'm going to have Turtle move in and swoop over here. And be done. Jeb just calls this bolt of lightning that is just undodgeable. In fact, the, the two Zolgaths who are back by the dais still look like they want to do more to dodge out of the way, but they're so afraid of getting close to or touching the dais that they take the full brunt of that lightning bolt. Then after Jebediah, it's Moonlight's turn. I will move into the room. What do I want to do? I think I'm going to move there, which is probably super risky. Kind of out by myself right now. <laughs> so I move in past Peach Pie, Wiz, Jebediah, past large Zelgath number one. I'm just going to tell you what they are. They're called Zolgath Spine Snappers. Well, that's not terrifying at all. It's okay. You don't have a spine. You have a trunk. <laughs> this is true. Well, we'll see if this does anything to this guy. And I don't think I've actually cast this spell yet. We're going to do a ray of enfeeblement. Oh, shit. I have to range spell attack him and fortitude save? No wonder why I haven't used this spell before. I do get a 29 to hit, though. 29 hits? Which one are you going against? Number one. It's the only one in my reach. Okay. Uh, he gets a 27 to save. Okay, well, even on a success, he is still enfeebled one for one minute. 
You take a status penalty equal to the yes. condition value to strength-based rolls and DCs, including strength-based melee attack rolls, strength-based damage rolls, and athletics checks. So basically, I was trying to make it so that they couldn't hit as easily or as hard. And that's my turn. It's one of the big boys in the back, and he carefully moves around the dais. He spends two actions to get between Moonlight and the smaller Zolgath, and then makes a claw attack. He gets a 21 to hit. That hits. Exactly. 10 points of slashing damage, which would bring us over to Zolgath Spine Snapper number three. This one's still behind the dais. I feel like I'm singling you out here, Moonlight, but I'm not. You're just the only one who's in reach after making their way all the way through all of them, their pals, not being able to sit anywhere what? else. Did he make a path that went by me at all? He did. I take my attack of opportunity on him. Ah, so he moves carefully around the dais and past his friend that's right in front of Peach Pie. And as he passes through his friend, Peach Pie smacks him. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Not raging. And don't have magic, but I still deal in 14 damage. All right. He takes it. Knock him in the shins as he passes by. Well, two actions to get there. With his third action, we'll make a... Actually, with his third action, he's going to draw his maul. Ending his turn. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Action one, rage. Action two, attack. I even got this all figured out for you. You dispelling son of a bitch. (laughs) And I get a 32 to crit just to teach you. A lesson. Critical hit. Oh, thanks, David. I appreciate it. I deal it 29 damage. I hit it again. Well, I attempt to. I get a 20 to hit, and it looks like that does miss. It does. Unfortunately. All right. That's the end of my turn. And after Peach Pie, we're going to go back up to the top of the order. Round two. It's the Zolgath that stepped up to Peach Pie first and foremost. And he's going to use his first action to draw his maul. Second and third action to do something called Brutal Blow. Don't you get to attack him again, David? Oh, yeah, he drew his maul and it's a new round. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. I just want him dead. <laughs> Kill him now. Kill him now. That was good. That was a good catch right there. It is a manipulate interact. That's Jeez. not a critical hit. Your critical hits, David. Uh, don't dispel him, dude. 43 damage. Fuck. David yeah, you're going to have to go brutal blow somebody else, you motherfucker. Yeah, Google brutal blow somebody in hell. Which he's going to have to do because he's super dead. Go fucking suck Osmodeus's dick. He's <laughs> <laughs> super upset about that fucking dispel. I'm killing your creatures, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Wait, the spell's permanent, isn't it? No, it's nah. 10 minutes on an item. Okay. All right. Well, since that got kind of put to shit for me. It's the uh, small demon caller Zilgath's turn. I was going to say, Peach Pie is fucking wrecking it tonight. <laughs> Seriously. I've been rolling stupid well. <laughs> yeah, you have been. Cast a spell. Shit, she needs to actually step up in order to cast the spell. So he uses first action to move within range, and second action to cast a third level harm spell on Peach Pie. Peach Pie. Oh, Fortitude save from Peach Pie. Looks like I get a 17. Fail. And deal 11 plus 24 on the third level harm. 
35 points of negative energy damage to Peach Pie. Got it. And after that, the wizard, it's your turn. Uh, the wizard drops a, uh, or casts Rhyme Slick and drops it on the three enemies. Uh, it's a, I call down a Icy Wind or Chill Wind. I deal 2d4 cold damage, uh, basic reflex save, and if by chance any of them critically fail, they fall prone, and it makes the area difficult terrain. Demon Caller Zolgath gets a 15. Big Boy number 2 gets a 22. Big Boy number 3 gets a 27. So it looks like two successes and a fail from the caller. Spencer casts a spell. He gets two crit fails. They, they, ro- they roll everything under a four. I... <laughs> Bullshit, man. <laughs> Every spell I've cast, they've all like saved everything. I do two fucking damage. No, you don't. You do two damage to two of them and four damage to the other one. You deal eight damage. It's a second level spell. And you know, <laughs> but there's of- the difficult terrain now. So a cold wind blows through the sanctuary and creates a slick of ice right underneath the two remaining Zolgath spine snappers and under the caster. None of them fall prone, but they do take that cold damage and they're now in difficult terrain. It's Jebediah's turn. I'm going to step up to here and cast Shockwave. Oh shit, all the fancy spells are coming out. What does Shockwave do? Knock them down, I smack the ground. Uh, 15 foot cone. So I'm gonna hit the two guys. Just get the two big boys. Fuck. There's um, there's Jared's Jeb's spells spells family <laughs> for you, Chad. Yeah, that should make you feel better. Well, one of the Zogaf spine snappers gets a 27. And the other one rolls a natural 20 for a 30 and a critical success. So, so the one that succeed is just flat-footed until the end of their till their turn. So until their turn. Yeah. Okay. And then the one that critically succeeded, nothing happens? Correct. The turtle's going to move up between Moonlight and be done. Then Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight's casting a spell with the Reach spell. Just because I need to fucking do this at least once sometime. (laughs) I'm going to need a fortitude save from medium medium humanoid. The cast rolls a nat one on the die. It's vampiric touch, bitch. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, damn. 56 damage. Holy shit. Do you then heal that much? That is, I, I, I receive half of it in temporary hit points. Oh, I gain 28 temporary hit points. 28 temporary hit points after Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Well, that was good. Oh, I'm so glad I did that. Holy crap. How does that look? I just keep going back to this, the darkness around Moonlight, even like edging towards like Jeb and Turtle. And then it just like reaches out this like spectral hand to this guy and just like clutches his heart and he just like falls over. It just collapses. <laughs> Absolutely no, no form to that. And then you see like. Like the 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 like the arm reaches reaching out like pulses back to moonlight and you see moonlight like the darkness get thicker around moonlight. Twenty eight temporary points. That's so much. Holy crap! I've never seen vampiric touch crit fail before. That was devastating. That's what happens. Wow. All right. Well. When you completely drain the life out of this spellcaster, 
both of the remaining spine snappers go into just an absolute rage and they both bellow Uzenchel! No! And it's their turn, right? Or do you still have an action? No, Reach took my other action. Reach spell took your action. Alright. Good thing you've got all that temporary HP. Yeah, I think I'm about to get fucked up, guys. <laughs> Worth it! The, the oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One of them uh, reaches out and does a claw attack on you, and gets a thirty-two to hit. That's a critical hit. We'll deal you twenty-five points of damage. <laughs> there goes most of my temporary hit points. It's basically, yeah, basically all the temporary hit points. And with its second action, will actually grab you. And with its third action, use this ability called Choke Slam. That sounds like fun. The Spine Snapper slams the creature against a nearby surface. The target and the surface struck each take 4d6 bludgeoning damage, and you must succeed a Fortitude save. Don't Fortitude save will f- succeed. I was supposed to say, you say fail, fuck me. <laughs> I got the F there for a second. No, that's, that's going to succeed. But you will take 15 points of damage as this spine snapper like slashes at you, grabs you, and just slams you onto the ground. And little chunks of the stone floor fly up as you both take damage. Then that takes us over to the other spine snapper. First action to draw them all. And with its second and third action, do this brutal blow ability against Moonlight. 23 to hit. Being grabbed, he's just like holding on to me? Or... Oh yeah, he's just like holding you up. He's teeing Moonlight up for this guy, holding him. Yeah, 23 absolutely hits me. Finger on top of Moonlight's head. Being flat-footed. And uh, swings and hits with the maul, dealing Moonlight 19 points of damage. Well, guys, I'm going down, but it was worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a fortitude save. Uh, 31. Damn. You don't get flung into the wall. That's like awesome blow from first edition. Oh, it can like knock you back? Yep, knocks you back, and then if you hit a surface, then you end up taking extra damage. Oh, damn, that reminds me. All these times I'm critting, I'm supposed to be knocking them down with my hammer. Motherfucker. That's okay. You've already been ridiculously effective. I'm supposed I'm to be okay sweeping. Dave, David nerfing himself again. Yeah, as always. Oh, and you've been forgetting the sweep trait, Spencer. Yeah. I don't know how often it's actually come into effect, but... That takes us down to the bottom of round two. Before Peach Pie walks up and wrecks shit, uh, a lot happened in two rounds. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Peach Pie walks up and wrecks shit. Um, I'll attack the one directly to the south. I do get into the difficult terrain myself, but it doesn't really matter. That's the one that's holding Moonlight right now. No, I don't think so. Isn't the one... Yeah, number two is the one that's holding me. Okay, well, that's the one I'm attacking. (laughs) Peach Pie walks up and wrecks shit. Another nat 20, David? (laughs) 38 damage, and he's knocked the fuck down. God damn. Does that make him release me, or do I go like go flying? Oh, he's gonna <laughs> release you when I kill him with my next shot. <laughs> no, I miss. That's the end of my turn. Man, and why is it that he gets knocked prone again? Uh, the critical effect of my hammer. Oh, you have the. the... I have critical specialization now. You you do okay? That was six level, wasn't it? Yeah, it was six. That was 
huge. He's not dead, but he took a fuck ton of damage, and he's looking way bloodied. After Peach Pie, we go back up to the top of the round, and uh, the wizard, it's your turn. Uh, the wizard will cast a sudden bolt on uh, the Zolgath that's still he's still holding Moonlight? Yes. Yeah, on that one. Spine Snapper gets a 14 to save. This is just a regular level 2 sudden bolt. Uh, 31 damage. Fuck, nice rolls. It fails on it and takes all of that 31. Don't fuck with Moonlight, apparently. And he's dead. Uh, for my third action, I start moving closer to that uh, dais to see what just take a look and see what's over there. Okay. I don't have any other actions left, though. We'll come to that later, then. Jebediah, it's your turn. There is only one Spine Snapper remaining. That was quick. I'll move. I'll just stay right here, actually. And, uh, attack. Move. Nice. Miss. Uh, 16. I'll that try misses. again. Miss. Turtle will attack. Turtle's just going to take advantage of the flank and get a 30. That's a critical hit because of the flank. Well, here's the precision damage. Which One. also doubles. Two. Well, <laughs> tell this is better. <laughs> so 26. And that'll be done. Looking hurt. Still up. Moonlight, it's your turn. Moonlight's no longer grabbed. Correct, because the one that was grabbing you got fucked up by your party. Moonlight's going to back away. And then... Cast a spell on this guy. We are going to do hideous laughter on him. Gets a 24 to save. Ah, damn, that succeeds. So let's see, on a success, plagued with uncontrollable laughter, it can't use reactions. All right. And this Zogath is just like crying because you're killing all of his friends and it's turning into that hysterical laughter right now. This is going to fucking kill it. Yeah, go after Moonlight, you dumbass. I just know it's going to do it. It's going to kill it, but it's going to do it. It's going to take its first stride action towards Moonlight. Eat it, motherfucker. 25 to hit. The attack of opportunity hits. And 14 damage. That won't kill it. So it uses its second action to make a jaw attack on Moonlight. You get a 24 to hit. That hits. Bites Moonlight for 20 points of damage. (laughs) Moonlight is... Still standing somehow. <laughs> no shit. How? Um, I'm at one hit point. Oh, wow. No, Moonlight is hanging out at one fucking hit point. <laughs> With the uh, the Spine Sniper will use its third action to make a claw attack on Moonlight and get a 30 to hit. That'll hit, but it's not a critical. <laughs> it's not a critical, so Moonlight's going to get taken down to zero HP on this slice. And just goes up and bites and claws, and Moonlight falls. And it kind of like rears back and yells at the ceiling of the chapel in anguish and anger and satisfaction. Peach Pie. I have to do this. Peach Pie moves up to Moonlight with one action. Second action, battle medicine. Critical success. Moonlight, you heal 26. And uh, as Moonlight comes back, and begins breathing again. I look at the Zolgath with a sly smile, and then I kill him. Don't get too cocky. Watch me. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> fail. <laughs> I just know it. I'm gonna fail. <laughs> 22 to hit. Damn it. Probably not gonna get enough damage. 15. <laughs> not quite enough. 
break its kneecap. <laughs> and it goes down on one knee. Not prone, but it's looking like it's it's ragged breathing. And it is on its last limb. I just needed it to see that it couldn't kill Moonlight. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I would have attacked it, it twice. <laughs> well, Wiz, it's your turn. A magic missile, the fucker. I want to kill him. I know you didn't need to spend the first one. I was going to say, there's three magic missiles go out and hit this one. He dies on the first one. But the way that magic missile works is it kind of hits, they all hit him simultaneously. So all three missiles kind of go in, converge, and just hit him right in the head as he's weakened and on the one knee. And he dies. Well, that was fun. shit in Moonstone Hall, which apparently is an old temple to Auradin. What other mysteries will we uncover? Tune in next time to find out as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.